Hey everyone, how's it going? Today we're catching up with LA-based Ashwarya Year of Brightland. Brightland is completely changing the way that we should be thinking about some of people's everyday staple, which is my personal favorite, and that's olive oil. Voted by Goop as most favorable housewarming gift of the year, Brightland is nothing like your conventional olive oil. Carefully crafted in design and quality with absolutely no fillers or artificial preservatives, this product is really as good as gold. Um, in this episode, we talk about how Ashwarya got her start, the importance of a good olive oil to our bodies and of course some of her favorite rituals also um, for those that are interested i'm providing you with a 10 percent discount off your purchase of brightland so at checkout use code lemon water and you should be good to go again this was recorded remotely so i think we cut out a few times super sorry about that but i hope you guys enjoy this episode and we'll see you soon so um, I'm sitting down remotely with Ashwarya. So thank you so much for taking the time to set this up with me. Um, thank you I, for having me. Of course. So why don't we get started? I really want to get into, um, just so we could start talking about for the listeners right now, how what you were doing before you started Brightland. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so... I'm from Texas originally, grew up in, in Houston, Texas, um, and moved to New York, went to school in New York, went to NYU. So I studied at the Gallatin School. So anyone who knows what the Gallatin School is, you basically create your own major. It's this sort of wacky wonderland um, that they call a university. And you know, you create your own concentration that no one else has. And I don't think I realized at the time that it was basically a kind of a precursor to understanding what entrepreneurship was like, but it was super entrepreneurial in so many ways and very kind of, um, you know, you're charting your own path and paving your own way. So I did that and then went to L'Oreal and I was working at um, L'Oreal within the luxury products division at Lancome. And I think that's where a kind of a chip for kind of a um, luxury CPG lodged in my brain. And then the recession hit, which was a lot of fun. And so we, uh, I made a career to tech. And basically, the last, you know, kind of the last, I'd say, eight, nine years were spent in technology. So I was working at a finance technology company called Second Market. I went to an early stage venture capital firm. I was in a, at another growth stage tech company in LA. And across the board, what I was sort of focused on at, at all, all of those um, places was public affairs, corporate communications, some crisis communications, a lot of regulatory affairs, and ultimately brand building and kind of reputation strategy. Mm -hmm. So that was what I was working on and didn't come from a food background. Um, You know, kind of was living my New York life and never Mm -hmm. cooked. And then got into a relationship in like 2014 and started cooking more. And one thing both my partner and I noticed was that we kept getting these stomach aches. So we thought it was the bread or the cheese. And so we were like kind of trying to cut things out and figure it out. And eventually we realized that it was the olive oil. And until then, I had never given olive oil a second thought. You know, it was this forgotten food in my pantry. And I was like, you know what, this is the culprit. So I Googled that olive oil or something. And that's when I learned that north of 70% of the olive oil that Americans consume is rotten or rancid or it's been adulterated with palm oil or canola oil. Mm -hmm. And I was totally floored by that. I thought it was so crazy that this fraud exists 
60 Minutes did this piece about the agro mafia, which is like the Italian mafia being really involved with the fraud. Um, I actually remember watching that. I remember watching that. I was a little bit younger, but I remember seeing that. And that's when my mom like freaked out too, because it was like something that you would never believe or think about. Exactly. Exactly. And I was really blown away by it and um, decided that something needed to be done. And the more that I talked to friends, everyone's like, thought it was crazy that this was happening, but nobody had a brand that they really felt strongly about. Mm -hmm. And so that was the genesis for, okay, what can we, what can we do about this? And what can we do to affect change in this massive industry? Right. So, I mean, you obviously come from a very finance, like tech background. So was it like, were you nervous to kind of make that switch? So nervous. Oh my God. I can talk about that for so long. So yeah. And you know, when I learned that this happened, this was early 2015. And if you think about it, Brightland didn't launch until mid 2018. So there was a big gap in that time where I had to go through my own personal journey of why should I be the one to do this? I came from a place of a lot of, um, I don't know if I would call it imposter syndrome necessarily, but it was a lot of fear and, and a lot of kind of inner critic, um, kind of, um, kind of shouting out loud and saying, you know, you've built a career in something else. Like, why would you make this transition into the food industry? Why should it be you? What are other people going to think? And I had to really quiet that inner critic. And I had to do a lot of work around that. I read an amazing book called um, Shutting Off Your Inner Critic by Hal Stone. And I would highly recommend it to anybody who is, is you know, kind of thinks in the same way or wants to make a big switch in that way. Um, mm-hmm. And I had to do a lot of work around thinking about fear and what is fear really trying to do in our lives, right? Like fear traditionally was kind of brought into our lives in a very primal way because it's there to protect us from death. And Mm -hmm. so I had to really think through what did I fear? Why did I fear it? And am I going to die if I make this risk? So it was a lot of like give and take on understanding what a calculated risk looked like, what fear looked like, and what um, my inner critic was telling me. And I think the combination of those three things. And then taking a step back and thinking about what my life purpose is and how, how, how I want to live my life. You know, do I want to be bold and take a big risk like this so that when I'm you know, 75, I can look back on this time? Or do I want to do something that's a bit more safe and, and um, calculated? And ultimately, I decided that I wanted to take this kind of bold, big leap um, to live my fullest life. So that was the kind of the genesis of how I decided to jump into this. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to say the olive oil industry is very niche because as you mentioned, like it is a staple in a lot of people's homes, Um, whether or not it be an organic or premium brand, like everyone knows about olive oil. Everyone uses olive oil at some point in their life. So it kind of is in fact a staple. How did your like family and friends like react when you told them you were going to do this? I spent a lot of time fearing what friends and family would think, to be honest with you. Yes. I spent a lot of time thinking about that because I was so nervous that people would think you're so silly or how dare you think that you can do this. And ultimately, I realized that it was my own voice. It was me that felt those things about myself. And so I had to turn that around. And by the time that I decided to do it and I felt 
so strongly about it and did the research and did a lot of homework and groundwork on it, you know, you, I kind of stopped caring what anybody else would think. And when you believe in yourself and when you feel galvanized by something, people can tell and people can feel that it's coming from an authentic place. And you're, the people who care, care about you and love you just want to support you and just want to be there for you. So by the time I did that journey for myself, yeah, it was, I came to a place where I, I loved it. I also feel like when you have the like the energy and you believe in yourself so much, you're you're then se- you're your own salesperson, right? Like you've sold it, right. and then you you turn the non-believers into believers. So if it starts yeah. the bare ground of like you know your support system, it only uplifts and motivates you to like keep going and pushing you to like do what you want to do. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. So let's talk about what really like. I know you explained how it started. Like you figured out that, you know, you and your partner were getting sick and it was the olive oil, but growing up were you, was, was olive oil a really big staple in your house? It was, um, it's interesting. It was in Indian food and that's a little bit of a rare, you know, traditionally, um, olive oil isn't necessarily used all the time in Indian food, but our family for some reason was using it. We again, weren't mindful thoughtful about what we were using and we had no idea. And so I think one thing that was really exciting for me was that when, as I was doing these tests of Brightland, I sent some to my family and they made a lot of, you know, sort of our traditional Indian dishes with it. And they were really excited. They were like, you know what, we can tell there's like a different sort of flavor. We can tell there's something really fresh about this. And, and that was really, really exciting to see. Um, but you know, it, it's funny. It, it it had been this ongoing foundation of our food, but super forgotten. And so I think what the most exciting thing for me has been to see that we can shine a spotlight on something that has been um, a little bit, you know, kind of neglected in our kitchens um, for, for the past, you know, many years. Yeah. And I mean, when you first decided, okay, I'm going to do this, what were, what would you say were like the top things on your mind that you knew you had to kind of like, that was important for this brand? So was it, you know, the packaging where it was sourced, like what was it was going to taste like, like stuff like that? Like what was important to you? Yeah. Um, I didn't necessarily have a term for it then look into because ultimately your product what's inside your packaging has to be the best thing that carries you through you know that's your brand that's the company and so um i originally thought you know what maybe there's something here in europe like maybe we can shine a spotlight on beautiful olive oil and i wasn't able to find like the right kind of traceable supply chain system Mm -hmm. um you know, coming from Europe. And so we moved to LA and I started visiting California farms. And I was so excited because one, championing something that was US and American made, that's such a dream come true to be able to do that. I didn't think it was possible to do that. So to learn that it was, was really exciting. And then two, tasting gorgeous California olive oil was such a game changer for me that I was like, this is it. This is what we're going to do. And then the third piece was, okay, let's ask, you know, let's ask friends, family, everyone around us, um, you know, what, what brands are they using? What are they excited about in the olive oil world? And frankly, it was nothing you know, they were not excited, even though everyone's using it all the time. 
And everyone's like, oh yeah, it's this like random bottle. And so I kept hearing that and I was like, you know what? This is a massive industry that has never had its packaging turned on its head and thought through in like a really loving, um, careful, kind of creative way. And I think there's something there. So that was, I would say, the, the next piece of the puzzle that we wanted to fit in. I mean, I, you did a great job with the packaging, so much so that Goop named you like housewarming gift of the year. So congratulations to Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> Which is crazy, <laughs> like an olive oil. Like you would never think in a million years that something like that, you know, would be thought of. Which is like amazing that you were able to do that. Thank you. But I think the interesting thing about something like olive oil is that ultimately it's a wellness product, right? Like you are adding it to so many different meals. It is a superfood in its own right. It's a very old superfood. And it's something that um, you can use in a really analog, beautiful way. You can drizzle it on salads. You can use it for you know beauty rituals if you want to. And so I think that it's this like kind of hidden wellness gem that um, we've been able to, to spotlight and, and celebrate. Yeah. And I mean... Growing, like as a young adult, like were in higher quality products always important to you, like stemming from like skincare to like the food that you were eating, like stuff like that? Um, I think my time at L'Oreal really shaped and informed that piece of it. I think I fell in love with, you know, thoughtful packaging and thoughtful, even how you think about naming a product, Mm -hmm. you know, how you build that resonance with the customer, how you build that emotional kind of, um, journey. So I think those things kind of, um, laid, I, I, my time at L'Oreal and Lancome really laid that foundation for me. Um, and then it wasn't until my, I would say like my mid twenties that I started really thinking about, okay, we have beauty on the outside. What about beauty on the inside? Right? Yeah. Like, let's think about what we're putting into our bodies. Let's think about how we're taking care of ourselves. Um, let's think about organic. What does organic really mean? What do, what does, you know, um, plant-based mean? Um, I think up until that point, I don't think that I spent that much time thinking about it. So it was definitely like a, a shift and a transition. Hey guys, just taking a quick break from this episode to talk about something that not many of us have heard about before. Get ready for it. It's the microbiome. The microbiome is a community of living microorganisms that live on the surface of our skin and it actually plays a really big role in helping our bodies maintain healthy looking skin. Our partners over at Dove have created a body wash that is gentle to our microbiome. And what does that mean exactly? Well, the body wash works to provide your skin with the nourishment and hydration that it needs without stripping away any of its natural moisture. If you're currently in search for the right body wash for your skin, I'd personally recommend the lavender scent. And for more fun facts on your skin's microbiome, visit www.dove.ca. Now back to the episode. So I like, I, I know I told you this too, but recently, like I've just been over the past few months, I've been absolutely fascinated with olive oil. So that's another reason why I'm so excited to have you on here. Um, <laughs> I think that olive oil over the past few years, I feel like there's a lot of propaganda and attached to like oils in general and like how they're bad for you. We shouldn't be cooking with them. We shouldn't be using them, you know, like all of this. But what people don't really understand, but are slowly starting to understand is the really important nutrition, like nutritional value that lies in a good 
quality extra virgin olive oil um, and the ways that it benefits our bodies and like the importance of, you know, buying a quality olive oil. So I was wondering if you mind sharing, sharing that with us. Yes. I think one of the biggest sort of um, misconceptions about olive oil is that it's, um, it has a low smoke point and isn't great to cook with. So I want to debunk that first. Um, Okay. So extra virgin olive oil, if it's authentic and, and kind of made the right way and packaged the right way, it has a, a smoke point up to 420 degrees at the time of harvest. So what that means is that you can absolutely cook with it. You can even like quickly fry an egg with it. It's totally fine. What happens is that if the oil is filtrated, then it's going to have a much lower smoke point, which is why a lot of the supermarket brands, because they're already bad by the time they're out on the shelf, you shouldn't cook with them. You know, Frankly, you shouldn't be consuming them either because you're not getting any of the health benefits. So then going to the next piece... Of, and so that was something that I learned at the UC Davis Olive Center. They're doing a ton of research around extra virgin olive oil and olive oil in general. And they had done research around the smoke point and those were the findings they came up with. In terms of health benefits, olive oil is super rich in healthy monounsaturated fats. So from a healthy fat standpoint, olive oil, avocado, super, super good for you. It is. It has beneficial fatty acids. It contains vitamin E, vitamin K. It's loaded with really powerful antioxidants. So mm-hmm. antioxidants fight inflammation. They protect your blood cholesterol from oxidation. So those are two benefits that could lower your risk of heart disease. Um, it is fantastic for digestion. Um, there's been studies that show that it could help prevent strokes. Wow. Breast it's, cancer. It's there's been it's, yeah, it's like liquid gold, literally. Exactly. There's been studies that show that it may help fight and combat Alzheimer's disease. Um, there's some more research that's you know needed for that, but some early research has been shown to, that it can help with that. Um, help reduce type two diabetes. So it's a, it's a really, really, like you said, it's a liquid gold. Um, and I think the key indicators for quality are, you know, um, looking for a harvest date. So you want to find a harvest date on your bottle. That's the best thing you can find over a best buy date because a harvest date tells you when it was actually made and you want to consume something within 16 months of it being harvested. So that's kind of the first Wow. Or that the packaging, it's in, yeah, you want to make sure that it's in something that you should not be able to see the oil. If you can, that means the oil is going to go bad within a week or two. And so making sure that it's an opaque container, that it's something that's, you know, protected. So Brightland has UV protecting on our bottles. So that protects the, the bottles. Um, from the it protects the oil from from uh, light, mm-hmm. and then the third thing I would say is um, if you're able to um, have some sort of like transparency on the number of polyphenols. So the polyphenol count olive oil basically articulates and represents kind of the the health and the antioxidant anti-inflammatory effects. So for us, our polyphenol counts of north are north of 300 for each oil. And traditionally, extra virgin olive oil is like between 100 to 250. Mm-hmm. Anything above that is like really, really good. 
and anything under that isn't great. Um, and so those are three indicators, especially the first two, if you can find those on your bottles. Um, that's probably the best thing you can do to make sure you're consuming something like really authentic. Those are three things that I actually never knew. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm assuming that the people listening also had no idea because this is like, I would say like hidden info, to be honest. Like it's not something that you can yes. like just like find just by searching. Um, so I know that Brightland had, well, right now you do have two on the shelf, but you did have three. Is it like flavors? Like what, what's different about all of them? Yeah. So we have three products. One is an awake olive oil. It's um, made with Quarantina olives. And so you're like, okay, what does that even mean? So basically it's a kind of olive that we've harvested and um, it's ultimately really great for, um, let's see, like stews, pastas. We call it cozy days and slow nights. So when you feel like making a big bowl of pasta or a big stew, then that's the olive oil. Awake is perfect for you. We also have Alive, which is another kind of olive blend and it's made for verve and vibrancy. So if you're whipping together a salad or making hummus or actually baked goods, because it has kind of richer, butterier tasting notes, it's kind of ideal for that. And then we have a third product that we launched in Phil. It's a lemon oil. And so it's been a blast to see how people are using that one. Um, people use it in pancakes. People make martinis with the lemon oil. People use it um, to kind of like add to scones. People use it on salads instead of dressing. Um, so it's been really, really kind of exciting to see how everyone kind of uses, uses the different products. Wow. What's next? Do you think you have any more down the pipeline? We do. We have something coming out in the summer. So stay tuned. And it's going to be very zesty. Would you ever want to kind of transition? Like, obviously you will always have Brightland, but is there anything else that you would want to kind of, any other market that you want to tap into? I really see Brightland becoming the ESOP of the kitchen. So I see us taking other kitchen products that have been forgotten or um, sort of pushed aside and really elevating them and, you know, championing that traceable supply chain. So we definitely have a lot of plans and dreams in the works. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Okay. So aside from olive oil, this is a wellness podcast after all. So I would love to know what some of your favorite rituals are, if you wouldn't mind. Yes. And if any of them are wellness rituals, I'd love to hear them. Yes. Um, one of my favorite wellness rituals is putting my phone away. <laughs> and I think that's so simple and so silly sounding, but everyone's on their phone way too much. We're all turning into those people in that movie Wally who just are connected to those screens. Um, And so one of my favorite things to do is turning off my phone, putting it in the kitchen, you know, um, drawer and walking away from it and not looking at it for eight, 10, 12 hours. And it's so freeing and really it's also a little disturbing how much anxiety it causes that we're not near it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I recommend it to everybody because it, it allows you to decompress in a way that, um, in a way that most things don't. Um, so that has been one kind of key way to maintain some sense of sanity and creativity. Um, I think another thing that I love doing is my friend has a company called Esker Beauty and they just came out with a body jade roller. So I always, I, I love my herbivore botanical space jade roller and I use it all the time. And so she came out with a body roller that's like a little bigger and weighted and kind of, 
you know, is suitable for your whole body. And so I've been rolling my body with it. And I even roll, this is kind of weird, but I roll my scalp with it too. And it's basically like getting a wonderful head massage. And, you know, you're rolling kind of the, your arms and your legs and you there's something really um, simple. I do it in the, at night, almost That's every night. That's like your time <laughs> yeah. to yourself though. Exactly. I mean, I look crazy doing it, but no you know, <laughs> definitely needs it too. We do a lot of thinking every day. So I mean, a good head <laughs> doesn't hurt anyone. So back to the phone thing. How often do you do that? Is that like something you do once a week or every day you kind of like try to designate a certain amount of time that you're like, okay, you know what? Like this time I'm, I'm not going to be on my phone for five hours or today I'm just not going to be on my phone at all. Like how do you determine when you're going to shut down like that? By shutdown, I'm doing it on in the best way possible. <laughs> I'm doing it on weekends right now, so I'm picking Saturday or Sunday, and I'm choosing one day. Um, I would love to be able to do it on a weekday. I'd like to ideally um, not look at it before a certain hour in the morning because I'm finding that the first thing I do when I wake up is grab my phone and check email and check Instagram. Bed, right? Like I want it out of my bed, like my room completely. Well, the crazy thing is I actually keep it in the kitchen. I don't keep it in the bedroom. So that way I can just be away from it at night. But I'll wake up first thing. And rather than like going to brush my teeth or like doing something like that, like I will run and grab my phone and come back. So um, I'd like to, to um, switch, you know, kind of uh, not do that anymore. So that's the next step. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're based out of LA, right? Uh, based out of Los Angeles. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, do you just like love hiking too? Like going on long walks and stuff? I do. Um, I have a dog and he's my best bud. And so we love taking nice little neighborhood walks. Mm -hmm. And there's something really special about LA from a, from a, like a, I don't know, from like a flora fauna standpoint, like there's just beautiful flowers everywhere. And so he reminds me to take time and smell the flowers, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so we love doing that together. I feel like getting a dog, like I don't have one, but getting a dog is also so much motivation to be outside as long as possible because all they want to do is. is outside and like you feel bad not giving them what they want. Yeah, that's right. And they, they kind of give you so much perspective, you know, like they know the important things in life. Like yeah. they know that food, love, adoration, being outside, um, joy. They understand it, all those things in such a pure way. So it reminds you like, okay, maybe it's just, just only about the simple things. Yeah. I think to the core animals do know how to enjoy the simplest things in life. Yeah. Yeah. So what else, like how, what do you, what do you do to unwind? I love to read. Um, I love reading. Um, let's see. I love reading fiction. So some of my favorite authors are like Juan o Diaz and let's see, I used to love Jumbo Lahiri. Um, I, what, what have I been reading lately? Um, <laughs> I'll send over a couple of, um, you know, uh, pieces that I'm loving. Have you found that it's been getting like harder to like read more? Like how often do you go through a book? Would you say? Um, I like to go through, let's see, at least one book a month. That's good. So, um, it's, it's a little less than what I used to do. Um, because sometimes I just want to turn my brain off and watch something or, you know, do something that's completely mindless. But, um, it's, it's important because it's, 
again, I think reading, especially reading fiction provides a lot of perspective. Um, One of my favorite magazines is Monocle Magazine. They are all about celebrating analog versus digital. Like they don't have any digital presence. They don't have an Instagram and their magazine is just so high quality and beautifully done. And I think the founder is actually from Canada. Yeah. Um, no, the, the actual, they have a store up the street from my house. It's actually, it's lovely. Awesome. Yeah. It's I amazing. love, they're amazing. I think everything they do is fantastic. And I love, love pouring over their magazines and being a, a very enthusiastic subscriber. <laughs> um, if there was one thing that you could tell yourself, like if you knew something you knew then, oh my God, why am I slurring my words? Something you wish you knew then that you know now, what would it be? Uh, At what point are we talking Uh, about? When you started the brand. Oh, yes. Um, If I would say the things that you least expect to take up most of your time will end up taking most of your time. Like the things that you just don't think about and think are, you know, super easy. And, um, those are the things that are probably the toughest. That's really interesting. Um, okay. Before we go, what do you want to share one of your favorite, like wellness hacks? Huh? (laughs) One of my favorite wellness hacks. Yeah. Um, Yes. One of my favorite wellness hacks, I have a major sweet tooth. So in order to curb that in like a reasonable way, um, one of my favorite things to do is take dates, soak them in Brightland, and then add for like 30, 40 minutes, and then add some sea salt and um, chomp on them as dessert or as a snack. And it's the most luxurious thing you can do for yourself. (laughs) And it's olive oil? Yeah. You oh soak God. dates in olive oil. Yep. And then you add a tiny bit of sea salt. Mm-hmm. I try and to it's have a beautiful day. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it curbs your sweet tooth. It like really feels like this like super nourishing, nutritious, but also like really luxurious decadent dessert. And um, it looks really gorgeous on a plate. So it's actually <laughs> a lovely thing to do if you have people coming over. Yeah. Um, and kind of having like a, you know a plate of plate of that out with you know some cheese and charcuterie, it's it's um, really divine. So that's probably my favorite. God. How did you think yeah. of that, Kay? I'm gonna do that next time. <laughs> yes, you must. With the high quality olive oil, of course. <laughs> yes, Brightland preferably. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Any time, like, do you guys think at any point you're going to be shipping um, past the U.S.? So like, hopefully Canada. Oh my gosh, yes. It's something we talk about all the time. And I we have so many excited sort of potential customers in Europe and in Canada. And so, um, and Japan actually, which has been interesting to, oh. to kind of see that excitement. So um, we have to figure it out and uh, hopefully we will soon. Okay, amazing. Okay, so for those of you listening, you can follow Brightland on... I think the Instagram is just Brightland, right? It's... Uh, at we are Brightland, W E A R E, and then Brightland. Um, and if you'd like to kind of follow me, I'm mm-hmm. at Hello Aishwarya, and um, I mostly post pictures of my dog and That's other fine. kind of Everyone's silly things. Here for more dog content. Yes. No one gets annoyed. <laughs> never <of> enough. 
never never enough pop content um okay so yeah thank you so much again for sitting down with me and um i really hope that we can meet in person one day i hope so too thank you so much for this and love what you're doing and can't wait to see what's ahead yes of course okay thank you thank you